Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 282. This is Russ, and I've got Rich, Jim, and Daryl. That Daryl. Hello. I beat up Daryl, but... The other no, no. Yeah, not that Daryl. Not the Daryl that had to pull a knife out of his leg to stab yeah. uh, Walker. Yeah, not that Daryl. The wrong Daryl. He's slipping. Different Daryl. Well, yeah, this Daryl doesn't have plot armor. Nope. nope. I want to know who dug that tunnel. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Char- digging. What is it, like Charles Bronson? <laughs> Steve McQueen. James Garner and Steve McQueen going the other way. It's like, oh. <laughs> Well, definitely that wasn't the guys from Narcos. I'll tell you that because no, no, this tunnel was in was intact. Yeah, yeah. it was Rambo's tunnel. Yeah, another one. <laughs> yeah, <That> last <laughs> Rambo. Movie. Oh my god! <laughs> it's still make fun of Donnie for watching that. I know. I, I just dig tunnels. That's what Rambo does. He just oh, he did full <laughs> retirement. For no reason. He dig tunnels in his front lawn for, for no, no reason. reason. Yeah. You just don't like it. Yeah. yeah. You wanted to be on The Walking Dead. I, I, some some guys make preserves. Other guys, yeah. they do tunnels. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I've been watching uh, the new season, The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and they're the, that guy in the Bad Batch is just is so is just Rambo. Yeah, pretty much. Like the That's long hair, the red bandana. Yeah. He's got a big knife. It's mm-hmm. awesome. That's all he is. All right. Uh, we do have, we do have a little bit of news before we get started, though. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, AMC Networks have swung to a quarter four loss because of uh, the co- higher costs of uh, of streaming video on demand and lo- uh, lower ratings in the U.S. Uh, their earnings per share uh, uh, went down one point seven six on one hundred seventy or on seven hundred seventy three point seven one million in revenue. So that is uh, adjusted down. From the last two quarters, a net loss of $9 million, uh, 15 cents per share. So, Time to bring back Mad Men. <laughs> but they're streaming. Didn't they? Something about their, their, uh, their member their, streaming went up, right? Their operating expenses went up because mm-hmm. of all the, um, the high costs associated with streaming AMC Network's uh, video-on-demand services. Well, I don't blame them on there. I mean, who would have seen, you know, everybody just suddenly doing video on demand and all this digital access at our fingertips thing? Because, I mean, it just was suddenly upon us, so they couldn't plan for it or anything. Well, they have other streaming services, too, that under their umbrellas, Acorn TV, Shudder, right. uh, Sundance, uh, Urban Movie Channel, and um, those combined uh, past 2 million subscribers last year. Yeah, so that went up. So that went up, but their cost of having to cover all those streaming services also went up. So that right. plus the decrease in viewership 
Um, the advertising revenue it went down almost eight percent uh, since this in this quarter, and that includes the start of the last season of Walking Dead, which of course is their biggest uh, show. So they should partner with Hulu or uh, some, you know. Well, I wonder how much of that cost is upfront startup to just spin up all the right. the deals in the agreement, right? So they may be just taking like a one time hit on uh, on spinning all that up. You know, once you have the infrastructure up and once it's all there, I would assume that uh, that those costs would start to level out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they'll have to. Well, but with increased subscribers comes increase of views, which means more streaming, you know, right, more but, cloud well, use, all of that. Yeah, but they that, also signed right. up a lot of those money contracts but, uh, for multiple years already, right? So it's already locked in. Right, but I mean, it's, it's just like anything else. The first one costs the most, right? Like, mm-hmm. To get one to to stream to one person <clears throat> is probably eighty percent of the cost to stream to ten thousand, you know, a hundred thousand people, you know, because you've got to spin up all, you know, you got to pay developers to build the, you know, the the site, the the you know the, the you know codecs, the you know do all <clears throat> do all the IT related work to it, and once all that is kind of done, then. For the most part, it's just increased bandwidth costs, um, not, well, and that, not have, infrastructure costs as much. Well, you have that on one end, and on the other end, you have to have the constant flow of content, right? Or else people aren't going to keep subscribing. Like I subscribe to Shutter; mm-hmm. it's only five dollars a month for me through Amazon. But if they stopped having content that I wanted to watch every single month, I would turn it off. And yeah, so, right. you know, you're paying on one end for the bandwidth. Yeah, if you get like if you have Amazon Prime and sign up through it through that, yeah. it's only five bucks a month. Uh, I like I like I'm a big horror fan. Obviously, I'm on a podcast about The Walking Dead, so if you are too, <laughs> I mean, I find it worth uh, worth the five bucks a month. The Creep Show um, series alone, I say, sold me. So that's uh, Greg Nicotero, formerly of The Walking Dead, uh, producing that. So. Listening to you talk about it is why I want to get it, and I keep forgetting to do it. So, oh, you know, yeah, check it out. I am. <laughs> cool. But speaking of horror, speaking of horror movies, let's talk about Beta going all Michael Myers on Alexandria. Yeah, Sheesh. Walking Dead season ten episode you got a little 10. got a little ch- 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 got a little it sure ah, did yeah. <laughs> stalker. Um. So yeah, that th- this episode starts with uh, Beta on the lookout for Gamma, and it was kind of cool. He uh, he starts walking out in the field. He comes across this random motor, you know, home that's just sitting out in a field, and goes inside, uh, opens up the. It, well, it's com- like the middle of an open field. It's yeah. kind of like conspicuous by the fact that it's all by you know what I mean yeah. by itself there. I'm sorry. Good. No, no, no. And opens up a compartment, jumps down, and we find that there's this elaborate tunnel that's been dug, uh, and he starts to to walk in the tunnel. So right off the bat, I was pretty intrigued. I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. That did look cool. I was just wondering where that tunnel came from. Yeah. I know I'm being snarky or whatever, but <laughs> I mean, it just there's a tunnel now. Boom. Okay. I well, I wonder if it was like a leftover from when. The saviors were still when Negan was still in power. Maybe they were doing some kind of espionage or something. I don't know. I mean, not to get you know too ahead of ourselves or whatever, but like they theorized later that it was set up by Dante, right? So like, what, yeah. was he was he digging this when everyone was asleep? 
You know, What's he that? did What's always that? look kind of dirty, you know? What so. is the digging noise I keep hearing yeah. in the middle of the night? Oh, I, I don't know. Where's all this extra dirt coming from? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. See, they put it, they, they had um, sacks sewn into their pants. And then they uh, they pull the strings yes, and they, they get out the string as they walk through the field and yes. mix it into the dirt. Yeah. That's right. I just My kept thinking, you know, like, <laughs> like they just walk in, like I said, you know, Charles Bronson and Steve McQueen go one way, the evil doppelgangers from us go the other way. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, all you know, I see you know, um, the the kids from Stranger Things, <laughs> you know, all these underground tunnels. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I just wonder where they came from. That's all. So we cut back to uh, Alexandria. Rosita gets up to change Coco. I don't know why that bothered Like, the name of that kid is Coco. I don't know I, why that bothered Why does I, that bother me? Like, I don't know why that bothered me. What bothered me named is Coco. I forgot about the name. And then when she first said it, I was like, Coco was created uh, after the zombie apocalypse started in that yeah. world. I thought I was talking about the damn movie Coco. Yeah, Coco is a ridiculous. I don't know where they would even come up with something like that. It's like you just want that kid on a stripper pole. God, what? Where did you come up with that? Well, they don't even have stripper poles. I was going to say it, but I stopped myself because you got to save your energy. You might say something else worse later. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, So she's changing Coco. She hears something. She turns around. She sees a whisperer. And, of course, it's all a dream. So they they are really leaning in. This is not a criticism, but they are really leaning into the horror movie vibe with this episode. Oh, they did. For oh, sure. yeah, no doubt, man. Um, so the crew brings in Gamma. She shows up, you know, kind of outside, and um, she tells them that the others are trapped. And uh, Gabriel's not buying it. Like they just they just don't think she's telling the truth. She tries to explain, like I'm the one that knows Aaron, and they're like, Yeah, we know. Um, and but uh, Gabriel's all like, you know, pull her teeth and yeah, slice yeah, her. Like, I'm like, like yeah. dude, break your fingers down about twenty percent, pal. I mean, oh. I know you don't want to be a father by yourself, but damn, he gets an eye, you know, poked out, and he's he lost he's all, it. Yeah, he lost it. He's all, Gabriel rage. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, he says, bring her a map and, um. Rosita, it's funny. They they're gonna bring her in. She walks up. Rosita calls her a liar and just like totally decks her and lays her out. Um, yeah, but she was looking to hit somebody for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we cut back to Daryl, who's uh, following a whisperer, kind of just creeping along. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not on along. his game. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was trying to find a way back into the cave, right? That's what yeah. I thought he was trying to do. Yeah, but. and I think he was hoping that they would lead him back to some sort of entrance. Is what I got. Right, right. I, I kind of right. got out of it. Uh, so he's kind of creeping along. He sees Alpha and uh, the horde coming out of the cave. Um, Gamma wakes up in the cell, um, and uh, Gabriel basically tells her, "You have to earn their trust." Uh, and and she she says that they, yeah there what did she say there were two other people before her that were in that cell that didn't make it out or uh, right yeah just trying to trying to scare her um, so Gamma confesses to killing her sister um, for Alpha and just between what she told and the look on her face Gabriel says he believes her 
which well, I did like that he said uh, what he said to her to kind of break her down was that, you know, this is he's not dressed as a priest for show. Yes. Like he knows when someone's not telling the entire. He's got that lie, lie detector truth. around his neck. <laughs> yeah, I, I need it. I need the. He pretty much was like the Punisher of confession. Like he, I need the real confession, the entire confession yeah. of something you did. And I kind of liked how they did that with her. Yeah, this was a direction with Gabriel that I did not think I wanted, but I actually am kind of digging where they're going with his characters. A lot of the changes in his behavior and whatnot. I will say as an addendum to that, Rich, it's the most interesting he's been in a while. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. You know, very true. I'll take, I'll take erratic Gabriel over boring ass Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he goes from like wanting to torture to like, yeah, okay, I believe you. you know? Yeah. I thought that was pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to Daryl, who kills one of the Whisperers, um, and the walk and the Walkers start attacking. So this is Daryl, like he just becomes unreasonable at this point, and just oh yeah, and he's just consumed. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, he he kills kills some more, and then Alpha turns around and and is able to kind of knife him. Uh, yeah, he got sloppy. Yeah, and he he gets cut over his forehead which kind of gets blood in his eye. And again, mm-hmm. lean into the horror motif, right? So we see yeah. from his perspective, we see the blood in his eyes. He's having trouble uh, seeing. And and, Alf- and Alpha's kind of able to get the best of him. Uh, That's yeah, a normally- scary, that, that was a scary oh. situation. Like, that was a tension fill, even though I know it's contract, but still to go blind, you know, to be blinded and, you know, have things coming at you at the same time. That is a, yeah, that's a scary situation. I would say, you know, normally a fight between Alpha and Daryl would be Daryl, no problem. Mm-hmm. But like, with a you know, showing us from that perspective, he was blinded. He got she got him from behind stuff. It you know, definitely level the playing field. And you're right; it almost looked like she could take him there for a minute. Yeah, and he wasn't thinking anymore. Like you know, Daryl was a you know, he's a careful planner and thinker, and, and instincts and his instincts are off. Yeah, he was just in survival mode for this but he got he did he did get a good shot on her he took that um was it that the branch or whatever and just mm-hmm. stabs her in the shoulder and just drives he's a it survivor yeah, yeah he's a survivor but usually he has a lot more control than this this is he hadn't been this close to getting killed in a long time yeah and then she pulls out the knife and stabs him in the leg pretty good pretty good shot which kind of puts him down mm-hmm. so then we cut back to alexandria and uh gamma Tells you know they're worried about going on this expedition looking for everybody else for Carol and and Daryl and the crew, uh, and she said no, it's the borders open like they're just they're too tied up with dealing with the horde. Uh, you, you can pretty much go unfettered. And then this is where Gabriel kind of, he he kind of has this moment with Rosita where he's like he he's like we can we can do this we can go after them and we can kind of pick them off almost one at a time. He's like they can be broken, they can be turned, they can they can be shown um, our way of life and, and the way we do things. Um, he got he's almost kind of like obsessed about it. Like he just yeah. gets like fanatical about his uh, about this thinking. He needs a win. I mean, they've been on the defensive for a while. Yeah, yeah. and they need a win. But he again, he got he's off his game as well. 
So he didn't yeah. take it through. Yeah. They just thought they're like they're really gonna leave themselves that open. Like they're not stupid. I think what you said is very, uh, very, you know, cuts to the quick there, Daryl. He needs a win, you know. Yeah. He, like he, they've been he's desperate, he's and desperate he's like, you know, he's looking for hope in this kind of thing. You know, if, they, yeah. if he's not able to convert them, their way of thinking, what you know, what is the point yeah. of what he's doing? You know. And he, I think he's trying to, you know, with Michonne being gone, I think he's trying to assert the fact, you know, a couple things. So Sadiq is gone. So he's got this, you know, his his standing with Rosita's on the up. He's got this baby that he's helping take care of. Michonne is gone, so he's he's trying to be a leader. So I th- I think to kind of go with the the whole win thing, he's I think he's trying to assert himself that he's not this same old Father Gabriel. That he's somebody that could actually lead the the town and, and make decisions. So back at the, with the Daryl and Alpha situation, she finds they find like an old gas station, uh, and she's able to to kind of get get to cover from the the horde that's out there. Uh, and Daryl Daryl gets the cover as well, and then she picks up a, a, a shotgun and starts whacking the uh, pole to draw the walkers in. Um, Uh, back at Alexandria, Gabriel, Gabriel and Rosita kind of have a bit of an argument. Um, I think this is this is when they, uh, you know, she she wants to be able to go with, and Gabriel doesn't, right. and they kind of get into this this heated discussion about uh, about her role versus his role, and what she should be doing, and whether you know she should stay there with Coco or not. Yeah, she's been the last couple episodes. She's kind of had to deal with that. Stop asking her if she's okay, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, and she's been overly defensive about it. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, like nothing bothers me. I'm good. I'm I'm useful to the group. That's kind of been her. And she's not. She's not sleeping well. She's yeah, didn't she have that nightmare? Yeah, yeah. she's been having that, nightmares. I'm sneaking yeah. in to kill the baby and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's yeah she's thrown off and she's so you know every she's so uh, stubborn about you know appearing weak at any time that um, well and on top of that between um, him and uh, Eugene and everything else I mean they they even though they know she's a badass and could probably kill them both in one swift blink of an eye. They still kind of treat her like a frail, you know, it's like, no, no, you stay there or it's always protect her mode kind of thing. And it's like, dude, she should be protecting you. Well, she is off. I, I think the thing about it is it's true, though. She is off. Like, yes, Ever since that times, deal with her and Eugene, like she's mm-hmm. been when they got yeah. uh, when they got stuck. And yeah, I mean, she's she's been off for sure. Yeah. Other times. Yeah, she is a warrior and all that. But. Did, yeah, this is having a kid. It it changed her. Like I mean, she's trying to like shake it off, like it's all good. But now that you know the father of the baby's dead, it's in her head that if something it's happens better. to her, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like that that is a fear. I mean, you and you hear it. You hear it in the military as well. Like when you wind up. You know, sometimes when if if a uh, um, soldier has lost a wife, 
and they're still in the military. They can't serve anymore because it just screws their head up because they think something happens to me. I can't fall back on, you know, my kids having someone, you know, another parent there. So that takes a lot. It, it It's dangerous. You can't go out like that. You can't go into combat like that. It'll get you killed or somebody else killed. Yeah. You hesitate and that's it. So she's dealing with that. She doesn't know what to do with it. And I like how they're dealing with it because they're not, instead of having to explain it, they're showing us through the acting that mm-hmm. this is what's happening to her. Yep. So, of course, there's a there's a prisoner in the cell now. So Judith has to come and talk up the prisoner. And uh, she asks her what her name is. And Gamma says her name is Mary, that she's from California. And I like how she explains it to Judith because, obviously, she knows Judith probably doesn't have any knowledge of, you know, what society was like. You know, before all this, because she was definitely born afterward. So she kind of right. explains, like, wh- where California is and uh, and all that. And, you know, talks about how they, you know, Gamma brought them in and, you know, how, you know, what she does to them. And Judah says, well, it sounds like you met the wrong people first. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, you know, it should have been them. That if, if you'd have met my dad and my mom and dad, you know, you, you wouldn't be this way. Um and of course, Rosita comes up and sees Judith talking to her and, and kind of shoes her away. We cut back to Daryl, and the the walkers are kind of did, did was it just me or <coughs> excuse me when those walkers came in that gas station was I swear they were like had like a swagger to them when they were kind of coming through the door. It was just kind of I like thought this. they were all uh, <laughs> uh, I thought they were all walkers. I mean, whispers or something or whatever. Yeah, they kind of had this weird, I don't know, they did. like like strut to them or something. It was just kind of funny. They did. They kind of did, like it was a video. Yes, yes. Um, but Daryl's able to take him out. Uh, he has to pull the knife out of his uh, out of his leg. Obviously, he's been leaving it in there so he doesn't bleed out. Mm-hmm. Um, takes it out, kills the walker, and he starts bleeding really bad at this point. To say when he pulled that knife out, it looked like arterial spray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Bad. So I'm just like, if if he hit the femoral artery, um, he ain't got very long. <laughs> yeah, but then I forgot plot arm. It's Daryl. Well, yeah. it was on the top too. I think your femoral yeah. artery is more towards your thigh. So yeah. Anyway, um. So back at Alexandria, they start to form up the posse that's going to head out. Um, and, you know, they're kind of all arming up and getting ready to head out. And at last minute, Gabriel kind of changes the plan. And he tells, he says, Rosita's going to stay here and kind of head things up. And again, you think, okay, I was expecting, okay, this is, there's going to be a fight because yeah, that's what I thought. he's yeah, telling yeah. her what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just kind of says, no, it's okay. And then she... You know, after everybody kind of disperses, he walks up to her, and she's like, "No, it's okay. I don't. I don't even trust myself anymore, uh, and I have to be here for Coco." So it was kind of cool that uh, she's kind of seeing reason in what's going on, and not just kind of like being typical Rosita, which would have been to just blast Gabriel for you know for treating her <laughs> yeah. like somebody that can't right. that can't go right. out. Uh, so this is where we find out that the tunnel is going in. Because at first, I was like. What's up with this tunnel? Like, what's you know? I didn't I didn't quite get what the deal was with the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then, of course, we see uh, that the tunnel uh, was into Alexandria. So it's kind of cool. right, of course, right in the graveyard. Hey. I was going to say, it's the claws way out of a grave. Yes. yes. So, I mean. In Dante's <laughs> grave, of no less. Like, no, yeah, of course. Right. Of course it would be. Yes. Um, it was a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> but if it, I, it almost feels to me like they were just. It was they they were leaning into it. It's almost like okay, we know what this is, so we're just going right. for it. Like to yeah. me, this wasn't. To me, I didn't take this as bad writing because I think this these were conscious decisions to lean into this, right. um, as opposed to I think sometimes we kind of rag on the show for being kind of lazy writing. Uh, and I, I just took this as oh, they just decided they're going to lean into a horror show with all the tropes yeah. and all the all the stuff that comes mm-hmm. with it. It was definitely purposeful. Yeah, yeah. But I liked that about it. I thought it was pretty good as far as that went. Beta kind of acts as this one man killing crew as he goes through from house to house and starts killing people. And at first, I was like, dang, he's he's on a roll. And th- and then it kind of dawned on me in a second where we get to the crew that are outside the city and they're looking and they're like, Hey, we don't see like there was supposed to be this whole, cause there were uh, the crew that were out at the looking post kind of wired in and said, Hey, there, you know, there's a horde coming They're They're coming, you know, they're headed towards, towards Alexandria, which is what, what kind mm-hmm. of prompted the, the posse in the first place. So then they get there and they don't see anybody. They're like, wait right. a minute, there's nobody here. Our people are dead. And they're like, what, what's going on? And then, of course, back at Alexandria, all the people that Beta killed are starting to wake up. So now it's not just Beta inside the city killing. It's all the dead that he's killed are up and killing. So he's kind of creating his kind own of little, little yeah, mini horde kind of inside. Tactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Beta ends up finding Gamma. Um, she's, able to, she, she's able to get away. And then um, what's her name? Uh, Laura ends up coming into the, to the cell. Uh, to kind of to kind of break things up, uh, Beta overpowers her. Judith uh, Judith is able to take Gamma inside the house, um, and then of course Beta ends up finding her. Goes in, um, and this was a cool part. Like I thought, when Beta goes up to that door and he's he's ready to kick that door in, and all of a sudden you know we get the shot, and of course when the door right. opens, it's Judith standing there with the with the gun and shot him you know dead straight in the chest. Um, and then you know she takes Gamma and they just they just haul ass they just they just get out of there. Um, but she forgot yeah. with the rules of Zombie Land. Yeah. <laughs> double tap. Yeah. Double tap. Yeah. At first, yeah, that kind of because sure. I'm like, of course, you know, I was like, shoot him in the head. Why wouldn't you shoot him in the head? And I'm like, this is like an eight year old, right? Like, like the first thing she's gonna think of is probably not like. Ooh, I'm gonna shoot this guy in the head. So you know, like that's kind of gruesome. Like, no, she's gonna well, be like, and get the hell out of it. Grown up her whole life in the zombie apocalypse, where shooting things in the head is a solution. <laughs> so, yeah, but this is a real person, so and, this and it's is like different. Super up clo- yeah, it's a real person. And, yeah, this is personal. She shot him through a door. He's much. T- he's taller than a normal person. Maybe she's right. going for that. Yeah, and and if you look at her face, like if you look and catch her face, she was she played she she played it well. Yes. she was petrified. Yes, yes. So true, true. Like you actually, you notice like all this other time we've seen her, she's such a mature, you know, kid. But 
you see all of her <laughs> young age in that shot, yes. in that, you know, in that figure of her holding that gun, looking like she, all she wants is for her mother to come in and help and save her. Yep. It's all fun and games. So you got to shoot somebody in the head, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, of course, Beta's wearing a vest. Um, so he. Damn it. Yes. Which makes sense, right? Like, normally he mm-hmm. wouldn't because he's out with walkers, right? So, vest isn't going to really. Uh, like he's not too worried about it, but he knows who he's facing. Like, these people are yeah. well armed. They have a lot Don't of. Don't underestimate like, him. Yeah, it yeah. makes total sense. Um. Uh, so then he, he he brushes uh them off and then of course Rosita comes uh comes up and then right as he's about to kind of take Rosita out um gamma threatens to kill herself because you know beta was charged by alpha to bring gamma back that was his task right no i mean beta would fail alpha if she killed himself herself right, right? exactly so, so I thought that was kind of a cool ploy, and 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 again, yeah. I think it shows that you know Gamma is trying to to break free, right? Like she, I, I think she truly feels like you know she's endangered these people. She's get you know she she drank the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. She's got to find a way out of it, and so yeah, and she killed somebody mm-hmm. that she loves because of it. It it really goes to that. Uh, there was a uh, the documentaries that you watch of people that survived, you know, mass suicides and stuff like that. What they're thinking after they get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's her. She's like when she's yelling at him, like you know, she lied to us. Like, don't you get it? Like, we could have had a life. You know, all that crap she told us, and he's like, listen, he's all in the Kool Aid, like. Yep. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's, he's got it. He's got different flavors. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. all in. Yeah, he's all in. So then, of course, Gabriel shows up, uh, and and he's able to drive Beta away. So this was a uh, this part coming up is the part that got me too because I thought they were going to go a certain direction. Yeah. So we cut back to Alpha and Daryl. She removes her mask. So she's they're both in really bad shape at this point. Oh, they messed up. Like, she's bleeding out. He's bleeding mm-hmm. out. Um, it's morning, so they've been there all night. Uh, just bleeding. Just bleeding, yeah. Hanging out. Bleeding. <laughs> and she's almost you know. like euphoric, like in some kind yeah. of like, like... She loves it. Uh, like, definitely... Um, uh, blood what, what called blood deprived, like, mm-hmm. like she's oxygen deprived, yeah, deprived from it too. Yeah. Um. So then she, when she says thank you for making me strong, which, did you guys take that as she, she was talking, like in general, or she meant Daryl? Like she meant she was talking to Daryl. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think she was. I thought she was. I mean, you know, her enemies make, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I took it, but. That's how I took it. I mean, I don't know. Um, and he, he tells her, you didn't love Lydia. That, um, and, and she almost passes out and just kind of, as she's going, she kind of sees Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lydia comes. Up. I thought she was dying and this was a hallucination at first. Hmm. 
I wasn't. I, yeah, I I'm didn't think sure that. it wasn't, but there was a part in the my back of my mind that was like, eh, maybe, maybe this is. I just thought Lydia was gonna, you know, do some. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. I had forgotten about it too. So Alpha wants her to kill her, um, mm-hmm. and she kind of took it as just kill me, and you'll become the Alpha. Like you'll take out, you'll take over. Yeah, who and, does the strike me down? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes. And uh, Lydia, Lydia won't do it. She won't. Uh, she won't. She won't kill her. And so at that point, I, I took it too. Is she? And so again, Alpha kind of passes out. So I took it as okay. She's gonna rescue Daryl. Like she knows she's got to get Daryl out of there because he's right. he's in bad shape. Um, yeah, then, Lydia tells tells. I mean, she even tells Alpha she didn't come there for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She came there for Daryl. Yeah, and then she passes out again, and she gets up. And this, I thought, was awesome. She, uh, she gets up, looks at the table. The knife is sticking in it, and carved in the table is "Your way is not the only way." Which Uh I thought thought that was cool. So she has to go to Dagobah to train. (laughs) Um, So Aaron makes it back uh, to the group and kind of explains what's going on, and that you know, Daryl's still, you know, Daryl, they're still out there. Rosita is on her way to the hilltop to kind of get to recover from uh, Beta kind of smacking her around. So she takes Coco with and, um, of course, uh, Judith is is going as well. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we go back to Lydia. Well, wait a minute. You didn't find it uh, interesting that she was taking Mary with her, too? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I didn't put that in my notes. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, because that was the weird part to me. It was like she took Judith, she took Aaron's daughter, and Mary. Like the one who she didn't, you know, they were all about the, you know, not trusting her and everything else. And now right. she's going to take her with her. You know. She quickly won them over with her gamma charm. Okay. Well, I mean. Well, I think the he, whole, like, holding a knife up to her throat saying, let her go yeah. or I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, it's, you know, it really shows, like, a huge change of heart on her part. Yes. You know yes, I mean? Absolutely. Because there's no bigger sacrifice than that, right? Because she yeah. didn't really have to to do that, yeah. you know, to do something like that for her and for Judith. I mean, I I don't know what else you could do to prove that you <laughs> that your loyalty right, right. is is with her. So um, it just seems she came she came a long way, you know, like a whole 180 on her in this episode. And I yeah. thought Aaron was, you know, I thought it was fruitless, right? Everybody thought, you know, everything that Aaron was trying to do, you just, just no way you're not going to get to her. Yeah. Like there's no way you're going to right. convince her. But I mean, little by little, he yeah. did get, he, he, he did latch on to a little bit of her humanity, little by little. So it worked. So of course we cut back to, Again, Lydia saved Daryl's life, and um, you know, she she asked him, well, "How long I've been out?" And he and she says, "You know, most of the day. Like he's been he's been out quite a while." Mm-hmm. And of course, <laughs> the whispers end up finding Alpha, and she's still and she's she gets, still saying it. Yeah, and this is where she gets crazy. She what does she say? We are. What does she say? We are the. I forget what she says. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, ba, da. <laughs> we're not we're the devil or something. It's, it's, no. It's a chance something. I, I, I can't recall what it was. I but. forgot what it was. But, I mean, 
for the most part, I mean, she's faced death, right? Yeah. She's, she's literally embraced death. I am, well, so maybe she, it's, I am stronger, we are stronger, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, like something about her being transformed into the end of the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are the end of the world. We are the end, we of, are the end of the world. Like, I, it's one thing that she was saying all that stuff, but she, I don't think she's ever really embraced dying like that before. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't like that character. Like, whenever she starts putting on that syrupy, southern, whispery. She, she starts talking about girl and the boy. The way she talks, it's just. So, who, I yeah. just, who do you I, hate, it really who do you hate worse, though? Her or Jenny from, um, from Fear, The Walking Dead? So, <sighs> so this is going to sound really bad. Because they are both annoying to me. But I just oh, one, yeah. I, one makes me want to punch one in the face, and the other one just <laughs> makes me want to turn the TV off, and I'll, I'll leave it at that, because that's a horrible thing to say. I know. Neither one are, are uh, pleasant. Yes. It makes me, into, I will it say makes that. me feel like a bad person. So. We'll say that. I will say that neither one are pleasant. Yes. Uh, it's too in. I, yeah, I know. I get that she does give off the I'm too in character with this thing. Yes. Like I'm, I'm trying yeah. too much to yes. be. It would be one thing if they had cast someone who already just sounded like that. Like yes. they're just just the way they're like. Uh, what is his name? Michael, uh, the one that played Daryl's brother, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Naturally, that dude sounds like an asshole. Just yeah. naturally, yeah. like there's no, there's no need to, to to go into some big drawl. He doesn't try to make himself sound any any more, any less. He just always sounds disrespectful when he plays a part, and he makes you angry. Did you guys ever watch it, the closer? With yes, yes, loved it. Like, yes, that didn't bother me. That southern accent because no in. When she turned it on, it was like a purposeful thing. Like she dialed right. it up to calculate, purpose, you know, for purpose. So, mm-hmm. and then when she well, was let, trying to just just talk, she sounded just like a southern person talking. Like, well, let me ask you this, okay? Does it bother you because you live in that part of the country that has more of an accent? Do you think it bothers you more than it would bother someone like me, where we have like more of a flatter tone here in PA? It, it may be because living in the South. And knowing, I mean, trust me, I'm around plenty of rednecks that sound like they, you know, they were born in the back of a barn. Um, <laughs> but it's not so syrupy. It's not so oh, yeah. like, like uh, drawn out and and kind of that just like uh, like that hushed tone to it. Like that's what, yeah. It just and maybe that's why because I I, I hear southern accents. You know, I'm, I'm married, married I, one. Um, yeah, I get it because it almost sounds like you know? she's it, even when uh, they interviewed the uh, showrunner and whatnot about her, and they were like, "Oh, I, we love her," blah blah blah. Even when she's doing that part, it always it just kind of feels like she's like slapping herself in the back. Like, look how great, yeah, I'm in character. It is. It's just too much in character. Like, it seemed like everything is calculated. It's just too much. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's, anyway. That's just me. It's just like well, just, and remember, there are people directing her, so they're allowing or encouraging that choice. Sure. Yeah, sure. I've seen her in a ton of other things, and she's I've I've enjoyed her in a ton of other. It's just this particular yeah character. Well, I, they put too much in. They put a little bit too much yeah. into. You have to do this. You have to do this. You need to do this. 
where she doesn't come off just that nat- the best villains come off as just naturally villains. Like, you know, when you overdo even Negan, if he overdoes Negan, that's true. It, it's a, it throws you off. But when he just lets it happen naturally and, and, and it, you just, you just love it. Like you can, well, you can listen to him be that way. And Alpha was a little more reserved in the beginning. Right. How much she laid it on. So, yeah. But now she, it's a little extra thick now. The way that she's uh, kind like of like molasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder if you're more sensitive to it because you, you, you're you more inured to the accent. Yeah. Because I, I, I get, I get I, what you're saying. Cause, I mean, I can tell the difference, you know, in her voice, obviously. But I'm just wondering if, like, if, like you say, it really bothers you or whatever. And something might, you know. If that might be part of it, I, I won't rule. I would not rule that out, <laughs> for sure. I ain't Colombo or nothing, but you know. <laughs> All right, let's get to the lock and key podcast. Oh wait, no, oh. wrong podcast. My oh. bad. Keep trying. <laughs> that <was> <laughs> so that's the episode. Um, somebody want to do a quick word from our sponsor while I try and um, cough a lung up? Oh, absolutely. Our uh, DCB service. That's who our sponsor is. DCBService.com or DirectComicBookService.com. Friends, Romans, countrymen, let me your ears. Gather around. Let me tell you about DC and Marvel hardcovers and trade paperbacks for 50% off. What? 50% off? Yes. 50% off. Let's talk about action figures, statues, clothing, collectibles, gaming supplies. Hey, all you fellow D&Ders out there. Uh, we're talking 30, 20, 30, 40, 50% off in a lot of cases on a lot of their coolest stuff. Uh, if you head over to DCBService.com, you can take a look and we'll see what I mean. Uh, if you want to catch up on the Walking Dead graphic novels, you can do that in the most economical way that you see fit, whether in just regular trade paperbacks, hardcovers, compendiums, whatever you like. If you have geeky people on your list coming up for... Uh, you know, the Passover or the Easter uh, holidays we have coming up, then by all means, go over to DCB Service and check out their deals. Uh, like I said, statues, action figures. They got cool, geeky clothing. Um, they have collectibles. They have gaming supplies. Uh, in addition to the greatest supply, you know, a selection of graphic novels and, uh, and trade paperbacks that you can find. Um, Great graduation you- gifts. Oh, graduation. Yes, thank you. Yep. For dads and grads. A nice gift for your prom date. Yeah, what prom What prom date wouldn't start out with, say, I don't know, this giant Godzilla classic PVC bank. It's yeah. 25% off right now, only 20 bucks. It looks now that sure. says romance right there. Sure. Or, or win her over with a uh, Rocco's Modern Life 90s Rocco enamel pin. Swoon. Wow, awesome, Rocco. Awesome. Yeah, Rocco's Modern Life. Nickelodeon from back in the day. Also uh-huh. 25% off. Like I said, it's not just comic books, man. It's not just, I mean, they have all kinds of cool and funky stuff. It, it would literally take me the length of this podcast times 10 to even scratch the merest <laughs> surface of all the cool stuff they have. But you can go see for yourself at DCBService.com and their sister trades and their sister site, InStockTrades.com. Do yourself a favor. Save yourself some money. You'll be happy you did. And we thank them for their continued support of the Walking Dead TV podcast and the HHWLOD podcast network. Indeed. So let's do hey, Buster Jim, ratings. Jim, 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 can I have my ears back now? 
What? He asked me to lend him my ears. Oh. Oh, you. <laughs> Sorry. Daryl, what's your Buster rating? Uh, I, I enjoyed this episode. It was a nice... Uh, it was a cool homage to, to good horror, I thought. Um, so I really enjoyed that the action. I also enjoyed, uh, you know, the revelation with Reseda, um, the whole thing with Gabriel becoming the, uh, the crazy pastor again. Um, I dug it all, all of it. I dug it. Even, even, uh, little, uh, ass kicker, how she, uh, she played it having to actually shoot a real person. Uh, and the fear that was on her face, uh, all of that, like it, it all worked for me. So I, I give it a four out of five. Nice, Rich. Since you have your ears back, what do you, what do you give it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I agree with Daryl. Like the the whole thing with Judith. Um, I mean, I, hopefully it was a little easier on her because he looked like a walker. So it's a nice transition into shooting a human, but. Um, I really enjoyed this episode because last week didn't impress me much at all. And um, so I was wondering where they would go with this. Uh, and I've made fun about the plot armor and all that. But I really dug the whole horror homage thing, uh, like Daryl was saying. Um, there were moments of it that kind of reminded me uh, a little bit of old Buffy episodes and stuff, just the way it was shot and everything. And uh, I I really really enjoyed it. I I'll go with Daryl at four point five. Jim. Yeah, it was solid. I like the I like the things that you know. Some things I'm just like what and huh, but of course, um, the the horror homages I really enjoyed. I give it a four out of five. It was it was a solid episode. Well, I'll make it four for four on a four point because <clears throat> I also dug it. I thought the the direction was really really solid. Um, and again, you know, we've all kind of hit on the horror homage thing, which to me just just definitely set it off. Um, it, it's kind of cool. Like I said, we we can kind of bag sometimes on the writing and how silly it is. And to me, I think they just kind of leaned into to that with this episode to kind of accentuate the horror trope. So I, I, I was really happy with it. I mean, so far, this I think this this half of the season is off to a pretty good start. So uh, I'm waiting. I haven't seen the preview for next week's, but I'm waiting for the all Michonne episode that we're probably going to get here pretty soon to tell what she's been up to. So, right. but what did the listeners think over at facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast? Everybody over here wants a T dog retrospective, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, mini series, uh, spinning a spin off about how he drove those kids in that bus. Oh, long um, keep that story in there about that orphanage. I'm, I'm all with it. T dog. Pull one yeah. out. Oh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, as as uh, our, my compatriot Russ mentioned, the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group is uh, where you can leave your Buster ratings for each episode of The Walking Dead, and we will read them here on The Walking Dead TV podcast, just like listener Mike Jones who starts us off this week for No Major Deaths Out of Five. I loved all the beta stuff. It was super creepy. All the scenes really carried this episode. The Judith talking to Gamma scene seemed really poorly shot, like it was cutscenes filmed on different days. Uh, Daryl's blood on his face looked like a red Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the end of the episode showing Gamma heading out with them on a wagon? No way in hell. She'd be scared to go anywhere with them uh, with what she's done. 
Uh, problem is, in no time, do I think anyone known would die. Uh, Walking Dead has kind of lost that. We've all seen previews of later in the season where all these people are still alive. The Rick Countdown, the coming Michonne exit, and so on are all too well-known. Surprise us and up and kill Daryl or something. <laughs> mm. No! Considering that Rich is the president of Dixon's Vixens in his neighborhood. That's right. Uh, Brent Jones, no relation, I assume. Uh, 3.75 female Daryl swooping in to save the day out of five. Much more compelling than last week's snooze fest. So many red shirts in Alexandria these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have liked to have seen Negan in the aftermath of his reward. Uh, looks like a great setup for next week's episode. I hope they don't drag out uh, the run-up to the confrontation, though. I kind of hate how weak they have made the individual whispers. I get their powers in the use of walkers on Moss. Uh, it, w- it would just be nice if they had more than one good fighter. Uh, to Ray Irvin, five busters. This episode was so good. I really was hoping Lydia would just take Alpha out. Uh, looking forward to the Hilltop Whisper battle next week. Uh, Mary Turk Pecchia, four betas on the block out of five. Uh, very creepy horror-like episode. The high buster rating was definitely all due to the beta scenes. I absolutely hated Alpha Daryl in the warehouse and was hoping they'd both die. Wow. Uh, Judith is still adorable. Rosita's a hot mess. And I totally forgot Lydia had been missing or gone. Uh, Roger Austin, 4.5 little ass kickers out of 5. Beta was absolutely terrifying as a stealthy, skilled, and unstoppable brute force. I loved how Judith didn't hesitate to shoot. Hell, she didn't even wait for him to open the door. <laughs> uh, Gabe sounded like he's turning down a dark path. Maybe he's a villain down the line. Uh, Johnny Stower, 4.5 busted knuckle buggy bouncer bumpers out of 5. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, John. Jeez. Uh, I like this episode, and this season is great. Funny how Daryl says to Carol, it's not about revenge, and the next episode attacks Alpha Revenge for the cave-in. Uh, this season has been great. I don't understand how Alpha was all screwed up, though. Looks like she didn't get it that bad. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, Bud Light Enthusiast, or Coors Light Enthusiast, right? Coors yeah. Light. Uh, yeah, 4.5 was waiting for Michael Jackson to dance around singing Thriller out of 5. Nice. I love this episode tonight. Had me on the edge of my seat throughout. Samantha Morton is smashing it as Alpha. It was like Walking Dead of old and how it should be. Creepy, scary, and a horror show. I loved it. Charles Messing. Uh, five out of five busters. I liked it when that guy did that thing with the girl. Okay, I didn't actually watch. I'm like five episodes behind and have no desire to catch up anytime. I just missed you guys so much. I'm going to listen no matter what. Oh, Aw, wasn't that nice? Uh... But you have no idea what we're talking about because you've been watching the show. But okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, and Johnny Storer also was Barcode Chick the last alive savior we had. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think there might be more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like in Hilltop or something, right? I would say. Yeah. I think a lot of them are in Hilltop. Yeah. yeah. So there were a bunch over there. That's what I would guess. Uh, if you too would like uh, your busters and queries and questions and opinions and everything else read uh, on this wonderful podcast, then by all means, go on over to facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast and uh, give us your buster readings. Give us your opinion, your two cents. By all means, we're happy to have you. Please join us. Won't you? Thanks. <laughs> 
Fantastic. Oh, uh, does anybody have Aaron's email? Since Aaron was not able to, oh, to jump in, he right. could send an email. Aaron Newarth, who could not be here tonight because, uh, you know, he has that just sending Hollywood lifestyle, uh, wrote with an email uh, for Stalker, uh, WDTV Stalker Thoughts. Since Aaron, hey guys, sorry to miss out today, but Batman has become a drunk basketball coach, and I just had to be there. That's the Ben Affleck movie he's talking about. It's especially upsetting because I found Stalker to be another strong episode. With a stronger focus on character, I was into seeing the select number of characters deal with their current predicaments. While I could take or leave the Judith parts, I enjoyed Gamma's difficulty in revealing her truths. Uh, Gabriel and Rosita have issues, but they're working on them. Beta is now following Michael Myers, which is quite threatening. And Daryl versus Alpha, colon, Dawn of Bloody Wounds allowed for some tense situations matched with good use of surprise Lydia Wisdom. It all worked for a tense episode, matching a failure to shoot the head with the death of Savior turned ally. Good stuff overall for Busters. Excellent. <clears throat> well, thanks everyone for listening this week. Um, and again, head over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast or... If you don't do the Facebook, if you're anti-Facebook, and I can't say I blame you, um, you can send an email to WDTV at HHWLED.com, and we will read the email on the air on the next episode if you so choose. Um, haven't had an email in a while, so feel free to send an email, even if you just want to ask a question and not even do a Buster rating. We'll, we'll take it and we'll read it. It's been light on news. We could, we could use something to talk about. Um, so, yeah, so that's it for this week. So for those out there, Mr. Daryl Taylor, where can folks find more of your good stuff on the Internet? Uh, well, you can just look for the Taylor Network of Podcasts and you can uh, you'll find a bunch of podcasts. One, I'm with Jim on. Well, two, actually, uh, if we're not doing nothing's on the TV and movie podcast, we're doing uh, DC TV on the DC All-Stars uh, podcast. And uh Russ, you've been out a couple of days, a couple of episodes, oh. but uh, he'll be back on the uh, Gotham by Geeks episode. Oh, and Chubb, too. He's, he's with us on the DC TV yep. as well. So uh, look for that and many more. Cool. Rich, where can people find you on the Internet? Well, Daryl already mentioned the other, so pretty much uh, on the socials at ChubbToad01. Mr. Dietz. We just relaunched oldmagicgaming.com. We have brand new adventures, uh, brand new starting points for our ongoing campaigns, plus a brand new campaign we just started called Days of Dread. Uh, all going on over there at, uh, at www.oldmagicgaming.com. Uh, and like uh, Mr. Taylor said, every week on Nothing's On with him and Donnie, to, uh, giving you our entertaining take on all the entertainment news of the week and so much more. And uh, human torch jokes from from Daryl <laughs> never gets old, right? And uh, lots of lots of uh, <laughs> lots of impressions. I think last episode we talked to uh, what Harrison Ford and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I know. And don't forget to check out uh, Aaron's reviews. We post them in the Facebook group, um, but he does the Out Now with Aaron and Abe podcast, where him and his buddy Abe talk about the latest movie reviews. So you could search for that. Uh, in your podcast application or through iTunes, search for Out Now, um, as well as We Live Entertainment, where 
Uh, Aaron writes stuff all the time about TV shows and such. Um, and with all the getting ready to have a new slate of uh, of new Blu-rays and and uh, and UHD, so he writes at whysoblue.com. So check that out as well. Um, and for me, just stay tuned to hhwlod.com um, for all the stuff that we got going on, Walking Dead TV podcast. And then when stuff comes up, we tend to just kind of hop on and throw stuff out there. So keep an eye out. Um, as well as, like Mr. Taylor said, uh, over at Gotham by Geeks, which as soon as my work schedule kind of f- slackens up a little bit, I should be uh, I should be back on. So thanks, everyone, uh, for watching. Um, and until there, there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, wash your hands. Cause Always good advice. Yeah. Always. 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday twice while washing your hands. You don't want the coronavirus to turn into the actual zombie apocalypse. Because then who would listen to this podcast if we were all zombies? Exactly. Exactly.